Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether thou art a ghost that hath come from the earth, or a phantom of night that hath no hollow, or one that lieth dead in the desert, or a ghost unburied, or a demon, or a ghoul, whatever thou be until thou art removed, thou shalt find here no water to drink, thou shalt not stretch forth thy hand to our own, into our house enter thou not, through our fence break through thou not. We are protected, though we may be frightened. Our life you may not steal, though we may be scared to death. Welcome to Scared to Death, Creeps and Peepers. I'm Dan. Hi, Dan. I'm Lindsay. This is 2020. You're in the future now. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Welcome to the new decade. <laughs> hope the new decade is treating you right. I hope I hope it's showing you a little leg like this. Ooh, Ooh More leg. More leg <laughs> than the new decade. That's what I'm going for. My, that's right. my one New Year's resolution. I, I almost broke into a take your shirt off chant. Take it off. Take it off. <laughs> uh, thank you for the continued ratings and reviews as we near 20 episodes. I love reading that we are being discovered by an entirely new audience. Love seeing that in the comments. Not just time suck people coming over. Not that we don't mind that at all. Love the time suck crowd. Hail Nimrod. Hail Lucifina. We love a little cross-pollination. Yeah. Thanks for becoming yeah. creeps and peepers. Thank you. And happy to announce, starting uh, 2020, we have merch now. Yay, we do. Mm-hmm. We have Scared to Death merch. You can uh, link over um, to the Bad Magic store. It's badmagicmerch.com. And you click on collections, you'll see the Scared to Death line. Mm-hmm. All kinds of fun stuff. So many good things. Men's unisex cut tees. We have women's cut tees. Uh, other random goodies, like a Sumerian protection tapestry. It's very cool. Pillows, fleece blanket, coffee mug, duffel bag, even a shower curtain. <laughs> where's Where's my blanket? Why didn't you get me one? I have, I haven't actually ordered anything from the store yet. <sighs> it's, it's brand new. All right, fine. Brand new. Fine. You, can, you can even get a book like this. You can even get an STD book that looks a lot like the one I'm telling the stories of uh, out of, you know, on these episodes. I like so, it. So many fun things. So many things. So, um, you know, if you need some new, cool STD duds, doodads, as Lindsay would say. Doodads. Get some doodads. Have at it. A doodad is a gold thing. Mm, well, we got some do-do-dids. <laughs> we have something something like that. We got something. Okay, fine. <laughs> Lindsay will be sharing. Uh, how many my stories today? Well, I have two today. Now, the second one is quite lengthy, and okay. I don't want to give anything away, okay. but it is something that we have briefly touched on before, and I am fucking stoked nice. to tell you this story. Good. Yes. Both stories are about kids seeing things. Uh. So, kids seeing Whatever freaks you out, stay tuned. You are going to love these stories today. And before the listener sent in uh, my stories, I'll be telling two horror tales today. Uh, Story number one comes from the small English little village of Langenhoe, where a former church was once reputed to be one of the most haunted places in all of England. Okay. And then we will examine the French-born and then American-revived legend of the demon whose name you are not supposed to name, Zozo. So just, just named it. Well, what happens when you name it? It's supposed to open up uh, the possibility of this thing manifesting and perhaps antagonizing, worst case, possessing you. 
Okay, can I just tell you one thing about Zozo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For all of my Grey's Anatomy fans, for anybody still watching it, because I'm still loyally watching every week. Okay. Meredith Grey's daughter, her name is Zola, and they call her Zozo. So they call her Zozo? Fuck. So she's a demon. She's a demon. De- Grey's Anatomy demon. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Shonda Rhimes. Way to go. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm ready to jump in. Okay, are, can, I get my, ready? can I get my blanket? Get your blanket. Now, I've opted to only wear my sage necklace this week, and I think I'm going to hold my amulet because okay. I got some new doodads for Christmas around my neck, and mm. it, it becomes a tangled mess, ladies. You understand what I'm saying. Oh, so the... I can't break the amulet, but I think the key, if anybody knows, they can mm. write to me at uh, info at scaredtodeathpodcast.com and tell me, th- I think the trick with the amulet is it has to be touching your skin. So I think if I just hold it... Mm-hmm. I'll be safe. Okay. <laughs> sure. Whoever wants to send Dan his first collection of crystals, please be my guest. <laughs> okay. Hold the amulet. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get in this doodad situation on your neck. <sighs> okay, I think I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. so a little, little bit of setup for this first tale. Okay, good. Many believe that one of the most haunted places in all of England is Langenhoe. Langenhoe, Anglo-Saxon for Long Hill. Very, oh. very small town. Uh, of only about 500 people, just a few little houses and some shops perched on some ground, rising above some bleak marshland in Essex County, England, between London and the North Sea. And until it was demolished in 1963, it may have had the most haunted church in all of England, the Langenhoe Chapel, originally Catholic, later Anglican, built in the 14th century. Then it was seriously damaged in the Essex earthquake of 1884, remained open for worship until 1955 when declining structural integrity made it no longer a safe place to pray. And then it was completely demolished in 1963 as it was about to collapse anyway. Hmm. I don't think you're ever supposed to destroy a church. This, this church was about to destroy itself, I think. It feels not okay. The little Langenhoe village lies along the B1025 road, and today if you turn off this road into the tiny little town center, you arrive quickly at the remains of a desolate graveyard surrounded by trees where the Langenhoe Chapel used to rise above the village. The cemetery was also originally built in the 14th century. Now only a few solitary headstones still stand laying in some tall grass. Okay, okay. Creepy. Mm-hmm, creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. We'll show some pictures of it later. Reports of hauntings in the area go back to almost the 14th century. Strange sounds and sightings have been reported by locals for hundreds of years. So let's talk about them, shall we? Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like I have a choice here, Dan. Time now for the tale of the Langenhoe hauntings. Villagers have been whispering about an ominous lady in black spirit seen roaming the churchyard grounds at night for centuries. But specific written accounts don't show up until the early 20th century. In 1908, two sisters saw this lady in black, originally thinking she was a real woman, dressed in an old-fashioned nun-like outfit, moving slowly along a pathway between gravestones. And then they realized they were watching a ghost when she completely disappeared into the north wall of the church. Uh Uh-uh. Most of the written accounts of hauntings come from a single source, Reverend Ernest Merriweather. Reverend Merriweather was inducted as the rector of Langenhoe Chapel in 1937. Prior to his stay in Langenhoe, he'd worked at several other churches where he'd never reported experiencing any paranormal happenings and, to my knowledge, never expressed any interest whatsoever in ghostly occurrences. Okay, so probably a pretty stable guy. Gotcha. Seems to be pretty stable before he gets to Langenhoe. Makes it worse. Okay. Then all of that changes quickly almost immediately after he settles in at Langenhoe. Soon after he arrives... Reverend Merriweather began to experience strange incidents he couldn't logically understand. Occurrences that would increase in frequency and intensity 
over the next 22 years. 22 years? 22 years. Get the fuck out! Who hangs along around for 22 years after this shit goes down? He's assigned to this church. Get the fuck out of there, dude. Get reassigned. One of the first incidents that Reverend Merriweather recorded in his diary, where he would record many other incidents, happened on September 20th, 1937. On a still autumn day, without... Oh, um, this is my first page trouble I haven't... Oh, man. Oh, geez. Can you, can you start that little sentence again? Mm-hmm. On a still autumn day, without even a slight breeze, while the rector was alone in the church, the open west door suddenly violently slammed shut, hard enough to seemingly shake the entire building. The slamming door was accompanied by a feeling of dread. What could have done that? Why did something do that? Over the next several months, Merriweather witnessed various other occurrences of poltergeist activity. Objects moving around the church on their own, loud banging noises at the west door as if something was being thrown against the door or as if something was trying to break the door down. The rector also heard music, songs being sung by someone who couldn't be seen. Hmm... On September 28, 1950, while in the vestry, the rector heard the voice of a young woman singing. The sound, which resembled plain song, a style of Christian chanting that has been around for well over a millennium, the kind of song sung when the chapel would have first opened, seemed to emanate from the west end of the building. When the sound went away, Merriweather heard what he thought sounded like heavy footsteps walking slowly up the aisle of the church. Weird. When he walked through the vestry door to investigate, the footsteps abruptly stopped, and he found the nave to be empty, as if whoever had made the sounds had just vanished into thin air. No way. Or as if they were never there to begin with. The same ghostly singing was heard a week later when the rector arrived at the church to find two workmen crouched by the west door, looking in through the keyhole. They also heard it. Oh, no way. And they were trying to locate the source of the singing from inside the church. When Merriweather unlocked the door and the three of them entered and looked around, no one could be found. How could three people all hear the singing yet find no one in the church? A few years later, there was an outbreak of violence in the area. Some young men who were never identified or arrested had assaulted several people in the area. Fearing being attacked himself, Merriweather, who was often alone, started carrying a small knife with him. Yikes. And then one day, while alone in the church the rector felt an unseen hand start to pull his knife out from his sheath. When he grabbed the knife, he suddenly heard a sinister female voice hiss at him from nowhere in particular. You are a cruel man. And then the voice fell silent and whoever or whatever said that was gone. No, thank you. A few weeks later, when Merriweather first arrived at the church one morning, he heard a pair of voices coming from the direction of the chancel, part of the church near the altar. It clearly sounded like a man and a woman were having an argument. When he arrived at the source of the sound, the sounds suddenly stopped. Merriweather was once again all alone in the chapel. He didn't feel alone, but he couldn't see anyone around him. He was completely confused again. On some future occasions, Merriweather would write in his diary that he actually physically witnessed apparitions. On Christmas Eve 1950, as he was walking up the nave towards the chancel, a curious vague humanoid form appeared out of nowhere. It glided across the nave in front of him, and then it just disappeared into the pulpit, never to be seen again. What the fuck? The following year, 
on several different Sunday weddings in the summer of 1951, while the rector officiated, he saw the same figure of a woman in what appeared to be a late medieval Tudor dress cross the west end of the church and vanish into the stone wall during the ceremony. After the summer of 51, he never saw that particular spirit again. On another occasion in 1951, while practicing the organ in the empty church, Meriwether suddenly felt as if someone was watching him. And it seems as if someone was watching him. Maybe not someone living, but someone. When he turned around, Meriwether saw a woman wearing a modern cream-colored dress looking intently directly at him. And then a moment later, this very real-looking person who never uttered a word to him just vanished into thin air. Not every paranormal incident Meriwether experienced occurred inside the church. Once in the fall of 1947, Meriwether was visiting a parishioner, Mrs. Cummings, at her nearby home, the neighboring Langenhoe Hall. Mrs. Cummings was giving Meriwether a tour of the elegant old manor, and when Meriwether commented on how great the view of the surrounding countryside was from one particular room, Mrs. Cummings told him she didn't care for that room. She said she found its atmosphere unusual. Mm-hmm. And also unpleasant. After Mrs. Cummings began to walk to the next room, Meriwether turned to follow her, and then something highly abnormal happened. Meriwether wrote in his diary that he walked right into the unmistakable and frantic embrace of a naked, invisible woman. What? That's an exact quote, too, from his diary. Unmistake unmistakable and frantic embrace of a naked, invisible woman. What the fuck? He reported that this phenomena lasted for only a few seconds, but he was emphatic that it did not just occur in his imagination. He felt, physically felt this happen. After two decades of continual paranormal encounters, in 1958, several seances were held at Langenhoe Church in an attempt to rid the area of the hauntings. Spiritualists in attendance claimed to have contacted entities, including the tyrannical Sir Robert Atford, Lord of the Manor during the reign of King James I, who had supposedly murdered a local village girl who was his lover, a girl named Mary Felicity, in the church in the early 1600s. Is this who Reverend Merriweather had heard singing? Was she the lady in black? Was she the woman who tried to grab his knife and told him he was a cruel man? Historical sleuthing uncovered more dark history and rumors. A previous rector had also killed his illicit lover, murdering her on the church grounds as well. And Lionel de Bradenham, a lord of the manor in the 14th century, allegedly committed several murders near the church. Jeez. Langenhoe Hall, the nearby residence of Mrs. Cummings, also has seen more than its fair share of disasters over the years. At least three people have committed suicide within its walls. In the 19th century, nine children of just one owner all died in the hall in separate bouts of illness and accidents. What? Nine. Nine fucking kids? Albert Lowenstein, a Belgian financier who uh, a Belgian financier who owned the estate during World War I committed suicide by jumping off a plane flying over the English Channel. The estate was then bought by a man who ended up suspiciously drowning in a sluice pipe in a local marsh. Was he murdered? Did he kill himself? Shortly after World War I, a driven herd of horses awaiting being placed on a ship on the River Thames panicked when a huge snowstorm struck Langenhoe, and the resulting chaos caused the deaths of several of the drovers. Since then, numerous suicides have also been reported to have happened at the spot where those herdsmen died. Hmm. 
paranormal encounters are reported to continue on and near the old Langenhoe church grounds to this day. A lot of activity. Want to see some pictures? I mean, uh, uh, just just so you get like of the place. This this first is one. There, is there going to be one of those pictures that I really hate? I can't tell you that. No, you know how you do that thing. Where you tell face? me it's going to be okay. <laughs> you do that thing with your face. Oh, I thought you could recognize. No, no. I. I this first one is the Langham Church. No scary. No, no fake scaries. Huh? Uh, th- Joe, this, I'm saying right now, no fake scaries. This is the old Langenhoe Church. So That's a th- fucking creepy-ass church, man. That, yeah, and, and obviously it's gone. You know, it's been gone for over 50 years now, but that's what it was. I might take back my statement about churches should not be knocked down. It's a <laughs> fucking scary church. Uh, this next one is, is the Reverend Maryfield. I'm scared already. That's the only picture of him I could find online. That's the only picture? Mm-hmm. I mean, That's kind of strange. Yeah, I bet it's the only it one wasn't that comes like, up. Wasn't that long ago? No, but he wasn't like you know. He didn't have family, and he wasn't know. on Instagram. Wasn't on Instagram. Uh, this next one is inside. Are priests on Instagram? Maybe now. Oh, I don't know. Somebody, let's, let's check that out. This next one is inside the church. I keep looking away because I think that you're going to do something naughty. Well, the inside is quite pretty. Yeah, yeah. In this picture, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah. It looks pretty normal. And then one more picture of the church. This is just another inside. Oh no no this this is the cemetery. I I yeah I cr- didn't correct that in my notes. Yeah, this this is where the church was. That is so that's all that's fucking, left of the cemetery. That's terrifying. I know just a few random oh God, headstones looking, all overgrown. Uh uh I'm like looking out into the distance. If you are uh listening and not able to watch on YouTube right now um oh my god. I feel like there's something in the distance. It's an odd photo. Okay, so again, if you're watching and unable, I'm sorry, if you're listening and unable to watch. Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to find these on our social media later. But as I'm looking at this dead on, on the right-hand side, Mm -hmm. see underneath that. Oh, yeah, that that foliage is a a little weird, dark, shadowy spot. No, there was a white spot. Yep, zoom in. What is that? What the fuck is that? I think that's another uh, gravestone. I think that's another tombstone. I don't know. But that, I, or or a demonly looking little kid. That's uh, fucking ye. ye. Now we have one more picture of the church. Uh, this can we get this one blown up as well, uh, Joe? That was pretty cool. He just did that. <laughs> this is actually just a meme. I just thought this was hilarious as <laughs> my, I was looking through my therapist. Penis shaped ghost don't exist. <laughs> and then penis, penis shaped ghost. Then giant shadow of a penis on the wall. <laughs> I just thought, I don't even remember looking for these other pictures, how I came across that meme, but well, it made me laugh so hard. I would like to see your search history, my friend. Oh, God, it's so terrible. You're on so many lists. I'm on so many, so many so lists. Between this, lists. mostly because of Time Suck, but but also now with this, so many been, lists. You've been on the dark web before, right? Uh-huh, but that doesn't yeah. show up in your search history. That's, uh, That's Maybe it think. shows up that you look for like the onion router and Tor and all that good stuff. I don't even uh, know well, what you same just said. Thing. Did Tor you just say peel router. me an onion? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just, you like it's, Vidalia onions? That's what I heard. It's the software you to serve the dark web oh okay. so any any questions about that one? Oh, well where is, where is he did i miss that he uh you know th- it did doesn't I space say out? anything no i mean i imagine he died but like uh this all i mean he was was he the last 1937 is when he showed up at the church if i'm remembering right it was in the 30s so he's i'm guessing he's long since dead do you ever get air bubbles on the top of your gums. I absolutely do. I know exactly what you're talking about right now. Why does that happen when we start to record? I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I apolog- just notice it when it. I apologize for my my gum air bubble Ugh, that just popped. Everyone's so okay. grossed out. I know everyone is so grossed out by my mouth. I get it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. And what were you gonna say? Um, 
was he was the last priest. I believe so. It doesn't say that there's not. I mean, there's a, a couple of different articles on this, and it's you know yeah. like um, uh, one was in a book. There's a few different you know articles on the web about this, but it's a little tricky to find information on this. You really have to dig, and there's just not a lot out there uh-huh. uh, about this guy, other than you know his diary entries, and then well, but who it, found his diary? I don't recall off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But so he was the last, and also like. <sighs> I don't know. Something about it just doesn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. Just it sounds like there's a place where there could be a lot of paranormal. Uh, you know, I mean, if there's again, if this is all real, then there could be a lot of spirits there based on all the terrible things that have happened there. I will say it's funny how in England so, there's so many ghost stories. Well, there's, a, there's a history of ghost stories and like literature there, and then there's just it's like a paranormal ghost hunter's dream that uh, you know area of well, the don't world. You, don't you think it's partly because it's such an old part of the world? I guess. I guess. I haven't looked, but I feel like there's other old parts of the world, and especially, you know, just in Europe. Yeah. And I don't know why. Maybe maybe it's just because uh, I don't speak those languages. Maybe they haven't been translated. Maybe there's a bunch of ghost stories oh, there yeah. as well. What about like in Mesopotamia? Yeah. Right? That's the oldest part of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Over in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I guess. Well, also like uh, London, England, Europe, Catholic mostly, right? Uh, yeah. So that that could be part of it too. Like uh, Like our culture. Uh-huh. If you're if you're Catholic or Christian or whatever, like if you uh, are Lutheran, Protestant, blah, blah, like all of those religions, yeah. I, and I could be wrong here, but I think that they all sort of have like a, a good evil aspect, a God and devil kind of thing, right? Right, right. So, so spirits would feel particularly threatening to the religious, the positive side of it, right? Right. Whereas I feel like other religions are, I don't want to say more accepting of like negative energy or spirits or whatever, but maybe like more welcoming, right? Like certain mm. religions are like, oh yeah, like that's your ancestors. Like if you go into like Native American religion, yeah. what, like or yeah. their belief system, I should say, right. you know, they're more into like being in touch with their past. And when a spirit comes to you, it's not necessarily nefarious. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So it might just be a way of, of thinking, a way of living. Maybe know? other people just aren't as scared, huh? Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, maybe and it's then, just not as big of a deal to them. Like, oh yeah, yeah, those things happen. Okay, moving on. I feel like we're gonna find out as this podcast goes forward because I'm gonna I'm gonna end up digging all over the world for scary stories. Well, I, uh, so maybe okay. maybe there's other places that we just don't know about that do have like rich histories yeah. of of lots of hauntings that just don't come up in an English Google search. Right. So what you're saying is you need to learn some other languages. I what I'm saying is I need to go back in the dark web. The onion peeler. <laughs> the onion peeler. <laughs> you need to go back to the onion peeler. What did you think about that story? Just interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't really, um, you know, like not all of these. The ones that give me the chills the most are like one person's like a long account of something happening in their home or whatever. Right, right. Maybe because that's what I relate to the most. Sure. Like I'm not in a church. You know, I'm not. In the church, right. so, so it's a little bit more removed uh-huh. and doesn't personally freak me out as much. But it is just interesting that there's, you know, um, suppo- you know, numerous other people have supposedly seen things in yeah. this area. And then pretty interesting that this one guy saw so many things just at this one church. Just at that one church and never saw And in the ground around it. Well, and never saw anything previously and right. wasn't like uh, a ghost hunter, if you will, like wasn't right. known for doing exorcisms. Right. So it didn't f- make any money on it, you know, went right. on for, you know, and again, his diary went on for like 22, 22 years. 22 freaking years, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, dude. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Stories like this do make me a little bit less skeptical. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it just so, seems kind of seemed to have happened there. I don't want to say wholesome, but like mm-hmm. he didn't gain anything from this happening. Right, right. And how did he die? Oh, I don't and, know. And, <sighs> don't know. 
could not find any kind of obituary reference for, you know, did like tons of name searches for him, name searches combined with, you know, the Langenhoe with the chapel, all of that, couldn't find anything. Did you look at and like, did you look up his name and suicide or murder or? I, I, well, just like date of birth, uh, date of death, that kind of thing. No, I, I'm, I'm guessing that would have come up because there were mm-hmm. articles, you know, written recently about all this and it was never mentioned. I wonder if the spirits like got him, so to speak. I don't know. Like maybe he just disappeared. Maybe he did. Maybe he went over the cliff. Oh, and how specific that guy that uh, committed suicide over the English Channel? Right, right. Yeah, like, that's a very that's, strange little reference in the story. It's a very specific choice. Yeah, yeah. I know. Very odd. And I don't know anything more about that guy than what I just read. Yeah, but very odd. <sighs> the living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. There's a story behind every murder, but is there an ending? That's the question being asked by Murder True Crime Stories. The Crime House original podcast powered by Pave Studios. I'm Carter Roy. Join me every Tuesday as I tell the story of a famous solved or unsolved murder. Each episode dives into the darkest corners of true crime, unraveling chilling narratives, examining compelling clues, and most importantly, seeking the truth. What sets murder true crime stories apart is the focus on humanizing the victims and the effect their deaths had on their families, friends, and community. We'll always leave with the knowledge of why their stories need to be heard. New episodes release every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Murder Colon True Crime Stories. Something about that story that's unsettling. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, the, the amount of things. It's a hotbed. Are you ready for the next one? I mean, is it going to be worse? Uh, I think so. Okay, great. Where are we going for this one? Uh, the demon Zozo. Oh yeah, Zozo. Mm, have you? And you have I don't you, even like saying it now that you've told me I'm not supposed to say it. Is it like if I say Beetlejuice three times? It's gonna, he's. Gonna, uh, it doesn't have a number attached to it. Okay. Just says you're not supposed to say it. But I just oh, said it. I know. How do you unsay it? I don't know. Ozo, Ozo. Do you say it backwards? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that's not how it okay, so a little setup on this one as well. Okay, tell me all about it. So in many corners of the internet, there is no specific demon talked about or more associated specifically with Ouija board use than Zozo. Well, fucking I'm out. You know how I feel about Ouija boards. Mm, This is all about Ouija boards, this one. There's story after story out there on the web about this one specific demon. All of them seem to involve this creature communicating through the Ouija board. Sometimes reported to do more than just communicate. Modern tales of this demon began in either 2008 or 2009. With a post to a True Ghost Tales website message board by a user named Darren Wayne Evans. 
and then tons of other postings uh, of other Zozo encounters poured in. There was so much buzz about Zozo that in 2012, an indie horror film, I Am Zozo, was released in the UK. You Never can, saw it. You can still watch it online. Did you watch it for the uh, story? I watched the trailer and I was not like, oh, I got to see this, to be okay, totally got honest. got it, got it. Uh, it doesn't seem critically uh, pretty rough. Um, you can watch it on YouTube uh, for free. That's okay. I mean, indie horror film. That's kind of yeah. That's what you signed up for. The demon even became the focus of an episode of the Travel Channel's popular show Ghost Adventures. Uh, alleged encounters with the Zozo demon have been written about since at least as far back as the early 19th century. Wow. Okay. Old demon. Zozo is mentioned in the 1818 French occult book Dictionnaire Infernal. Written by Jacques Auguste Simone Colin de Plancy. That was beautiful. Your I, French is impeccable. I hate French names. Uh, he's a French occultist and demonologist. I have a copy of this book on my desk. I was just going to say it sounds very familiar. Mm, have it in the office here. Uh, and here's something odd and creepy about this first known mention of Zozo. Based on numerous citations and a variety of different websites, Zozo mentioned in the early editions of Colin de Plancy's book... But Zozo not mentioned in more recent editions. Why is that? Oh, he took her out? Yeah, took this thing out. Is he still alive? No, this was written in 1818. Sorry. <laughs> I, spaced, I spaced time. I just had... He's fine. Yeah, no, he's still alive. <laughs> he's doing great. I just was envisioning like Zozo came to him and said, take me out of your fucking book. <laughs> Duplancy's book underwent numerous revisions in the first several decades after its initial publication. And for reasons that are never made entirely clear, Zozo is one of the very few demons who vanished from publication. Who's been editing this book? I don't have that information. I don't know. Edit publishers. I need to talk to publishers clearing house <laughs> about this. I need to talk to old early 19th century publishers. <laughs> Take and, me to Brown Publishing. And, and this, this spooks me a little because according to what a lot of modern paranormal enthusiasts think, Zozo can be accessed again simply by reciting his name aloud. So, oh, it's the, a he. Uh, it t tends to be written about as a male energy. Oh, interesting. I immediately pictured a girl. Uh, but was DePlancy, so was DePlancy worried about others accidentally summoning this evil spirit? Is that why he removed the name and the demon from the book. Uh, I was able to access a copy of an early edition of DePlancy's book. And, you know, it was amazing what's, what is online. And here's what the 19th century demonologist wrote about Zozo. I think you should stop saying the name. Mm, it's too late. In 1816, Picardy, a region of northern France, had been the scene of a scandalous case of possession. In the little village of Tilly, three legs from uh, Amiens, Am Amiens, Amiens. A young girl a young girl became pregnant and to cover this accident, she imagined or began to proclaim that she was possessed by three imps who were ca uh, called Mimi, Zozo, and Crapulet. As for the latter, it became conceivably uh, it might conceivably be the culprit because it is considered a womanizer, so he's writing about this, you know, a long time ago. Anyway, the girl was going about the streets, sometimes on all fours, sometimes forward, sometimes backwards. Sometimes she walked on her hands, feet in the air. Mimi, she said, pushed her forward. Zozo dragged her backwards. And the malignant Crapulet was amused to keep her legs in the air. What? And this is this this is being written about in 1818. This sounds like insanity. Mm -hmm. And an, an old man of Lo Loyola, a Basque village in Spain, on the lookout for adventures, recognized the devil's work, took the possessed girl to exercise her. Mimi went quietly. Zozo was more tenacious and broke a window of a church when he tried, oh yeah, referred to as a he here, when he tried to escape through the roof. As for Crapulet, he was pursued in vain. Even with the blessed tool, he could not be removed. Eventually took a position in the genitals of the girl. Of course he did. That's where you go. <laughs> Only leaving at the Jesuits' insistence, there was gossip and unrest in Amiens, or, ah, fuck, 
A-M-I-E-N-S. I wrote a pronunciation guide and it still just sounds stupid to me. Amine. Amine? I don't know. Amines? Amiens. That is not it. Amiens. Uh, because of these events, and so the authorities decided to put a stop to the scandal. So strange story. Might yeah. be nonsense. What if it's not? But wait, when you, sorry, just like to clarify mm-hmm. before we like dive into this. I thought she, she got knocked up accidentally. Is that, is uh, that the way you take it? I thought she was pretending to be possessed. I got confused there. Well, she might be. This guy is suspicious of that. Okay, it says okay. a young girl became pregnant and to cover this accident, yeah. she imagined or, quote, beca- began to proclaim. So he is the author. Duplancy here is skeptical of this story. But Zozo, this is just the first reference of Zozo. Yeah, but they still do an exorcism even though they're not sure if she's really possessed or not. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then, based on this story... Yeah, it gives things more credence. Are, things are flying out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So according to, you know, uh, whoever told Duplancy the story, she was possessed. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was feeling a little bit confused. Sorry. Well, no, it's old-timey language. It's, yeah. All the uh, French. All the f- stupid French. Uh, and, I, and I don't have anything against uh, French people, by the way. I just, I hate your language. <laughs> I hate trying, no, no, that's not even true. Actually, I love your language when I hear others speaking it. <laughs> when I have to speak anything, anything French at all. Uh, I just immediately get tense and just be like, ugh. Mm. So, and, and if I, the best I can do is if I do a stupid accent, I have to move my hand around my right hand specifically. And I have to like, that's what it sounds like. Do that kind of thing. I, I, and then it's probably not, then it's probably just patronizing. I want you to hang out with my friends who speak French fluently. Okay. You just got to work on the, it's like, it's sort of like Yiddish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, infamous occultist Aleister Crowley claimed that Zozo was a term meaning 666, the mark of the beast. Oh, okay. Other occultists have speculated that Zozo may refer to a dog with three heads, Lucifer's daughter, an immortal spirit, this is over the years, uh, a demon, or even Lucifer himself. That's a wide range of shit. Wide range. Over the last decade, Zozo has been freaking a lot of people out. Hundreds of claims uh, have claimed to have contacted Zozo via a Ouija board where they've alleged to have one or more of the following experiences. Uh, the Ouija board's pointer or glass, you know, the, the planchette, uh, they, they have it starts to move in a figure eight pattern, which I did not know is a big no-no. Uh, okay. in, in Ouija board lore, the pointer moving in a figure eight is, supposedly, is supposed to mean that not only are you speaking with an evil spirit. Yes. But the evil spirit is now in control of the board. Correct. I knew this. Oh, okay. The letter Z has been found scratched into things nearby after a communication with this uh, entity. Violent urges have overcome board users. Communication in what seems to be Latin or Hebrew has happened. People feel strangled, attacked in other ways. Spiders start to come from nowhere. Oh, stop. Assaults of a sexual nature. Uh, and finally, some people claim to have been picked up by an invisible force and in at least one case temporarily lost their sight. What the fuck? The most famous encounter with Zozo, or I should say series of encounters, are the ones that led to the Zozo movie and to some paranormal-centric TV shows, the, the, the Darren Evans encounters, which Darren himself claimed began to occur in 1982. You ready? I am not fucking ready. Time now for the tale of Zozo. When Darren first posted about Zozo in 2008 or 2009, he wrote that he was 40 at the time of the posting, that he had long held a fascination with the occult, and that he experienced many bizarre occurrences with Ouija boards, but none more bizarre than his encounters with Zozo. And he wanted to warn others about how dangerous these portals, the Ouija boards, as he described them, can be. 
He wrote that while he'd used Ouija boards for years and contacted a variety of spirits, only one particular spirit seemed to consistently make its presence known. Zozo. I am not into this. Darren wrote that Zozo is a deceitful, manipulative entity, that it will initially pretend to be a harmless, benevolent spirit, and then eventually, after it's tired of toying with you, or after it's tricked you into doing something it wants, it will reveal its true identity. Darren claims that Zozo has used the Ouija board to curse at him, curse at others, threaten him at others, and even physically manifest itself. He says that it occasionally has chosen to speak in Hebrew or Latin, that it has quoted the Bible, and after first contacting Zozo, Darren has not been able to get rid of it. No matter what Ouija board he's used, no matter where he's used it or who he's used it with, Zozo always eventually appears. And that wouldn't be a big deal if the demon only moved a planchette around a Ouija board, but he claims the entity has actually tried to harm those around him. Once Zozo commented about how it wanted to possess his girlfriend and take her to paradise. Get the fuck out of here! When Darren asked Zozo where paradise was, the board spelled H-E-L-L. Another time, shortly after an especially wicked Ouija board session, where Zozo threatened Darren's family, Darren walked into his bathroom to find his one-year-old daughter about to drown in the bathtub. He said her mother, his girlfriend at the time, had left her alone in the tub just for a second, and that she hadn't even turned on the water yet. And then somehow, after she left the room, the water turned on, his daughter was too young to do this on her own, and by the time he entered the bathroom, the water was just about to cover her face. Then, the very next day, the baby daughter, or his baby daughter, was hospitalized by some weird internal infection, ended up being put in isolation for 14 days straight while doctors tried to diagnose what was wrong with her. They never could figure it out. And Darren felt that Zozo was behind all of this. Oh my god. What just happened? What just happened? I don't know. I saw like a weird shadow behind you. You're freaking me out. Freaked me out? Okay. What the fuck? You're freaking me out because now I'm having like a weird reflection on here that I can't figure out where it's coming from. Okay. <laughs> now I'm a little spooked. Oh my God. I don't like this. Shortly after his daughter's hospitalization, he says that his girlfriend fell into a long lasting trance-like state. Her personality changed from that of being a very sweet person to being extremely withdrawn and uncaring. And this freaked Darren out because one of the last threats Zozo had made was that it was going to possess her and eat her soul. What? During a Ouija board session a short time later... I Stop have, using the fucking Ouija board. I, I hate know, him. I, I know. hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Oh, you're going to hate him so much I more. I fucking hate him. Get yeah. the fuck away from me. Yeah, I have no idea why this guy would continue to mess with the Ouija board. What a fucking idiot. Right? If he believed that the spirit had tried to kill his daughter. His daughter. Just stop, dude. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm I with digress. you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Darren, who uh, he was recording some music at the time, he jokingly asked Zozo during this session, why would he do uh, what he should name his band. The board spelled Iron Tongue. Initially, he thought that was kind of a cool name. And then that night, his daughter's tongue began to unnaturally stiffen and swell up nearly to the point of asphyxiating her, and she had to go back to the hospital. What is going on, dude? Dude, stop using the board. Stop it, man. Was this the Iron Tongue Zozo was referring to? Luckily, Darren's daughter recovered from her strange medical affliction and again returned home. Sadly, Darren, who I have to say, after looking at the story, yeah, seems like a total idiot... Uh, was not done messing with the Ouija board. Zozo was not done with Darren and people around him. He claims that some guests who spent the night in his house heard frightening voices coming from inside the walls. 
He also wrote that he and his girlfriend witnessed objects being thrown across the room, and even stranger, they witnessed some creepy, seemingly paranormal infestation of spiders occur. No fucking thank you. So many spiders. Stop. He said they seemed to come from nowhere at all, seemed to pour out of the floor and out of the walls. Stop. Then another guest, Darren's girlfriend's brother, moved in with them and complained he couldn't sleep at night because of conversations he was hearing coming from inside the walls of the house. They were so loud, they were keeping him awake. His girlfriend's brother believed in ghosts, and Darren said he normally wasn't afraid of ghosts, but he was scared now. Mm-hmm. He said these voices were different. He said they were, quote, definitely demonic. In, or they definitely, I'm sorry, quote, definitely felt demonic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In addition to all the voices, lights began to turn off and on in Darren's home on their own. Doors began to open and unlock themselves. Then one night in Darren's bedroom, a loud, vicious laughter appeared out of thin air, utterly terrifying Darren and his girlfriend. Yet another night, Darren was awakened by what felt like hands on his throat choking him. He said he couldn't breathe. He couldn't scream. He wasn't strong enough to pull the hands off his throat. He started to think he was actually going to die. And then after about what felt like 30 seconds, whatever was choking him released its grip, left him gasping for air. Then the same thing happened the next night to his girlfriend. What the fuck? And after all this, he apparently does not bring in a priest or any other type of spiritualist to cleanse the house and get rid of the demon. What a fucking idiot. He doesn't get rid of the Ouija board. And, Dude. And, I, and I do want to point out that if he is the idiot he seems to be, it's not like there's some rule that demons will only go after logical or smart people. Right. An- in fact. In fact. Yeah. Maybe going to pick on a Darren. Yeah. Don't be a Darren. Don't be a Darren. That's my main lesson I learned this. Don't be a Darren. Don't be a Darren. Creeps and peepers, don't be a Darren. Don't. Another night, Darren and his girlfriend's brother were standing just outside the back porch sliding glass door, talking about how it felt as though they were cursed, when suddenly Darren felt compelled to say, I rebuke this curse in the name of Jesus Christ. He abruptly blurted that out. He had no longer finished saying those exact words when a deafening sound and a vibration struck his house with such a loud and alarming boom that it seemed to have come from the roof. Neighbors ran over to find out what had happened. Darren got out a ladder to see if anything had landed on top of the house. Nothing. And then Darren said that things settled down after that, as if rebuking the demon and the curse, the name of Christ, sent it away from the home and his family. Okay. And it sounds like he finally puts the Ouija board away as well. Thank you. Years later. Oh my God, he did not. Yep. Fucking, I hate you. (laughs) Years later, Zozo comes back because Darren starts playing with the Ouija board all over again. After all that, for some reason, he messes around with it. If this was a horror movie... If his character died, I would not care. If this was a horror movie, he's the dumb bitch in the white t-shirt running into the water. <laughs> Darren's girlfriend had broken up with him before he brought the Ouija board back out. He met someone online in Michigan. Mm. He moves to Michigan to be with her. Darren writes that his new girl, new girlfriend did not believe in spirits, did not believe all his old Zozo tales. And although, although he knew better, he says, he decided to try and make her a believer. That's why he drags the Ouija board back out. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Darren and his new girlfriend living in a very small town where none of the stores sold Ouija boards, so he makes his own. He just downloads the face of the board from the internet, prints it out, lays it on the table, and starts playing. I mean, I guess. Yeah. And Zozo immediately returns. The board suddenly spells out the word mirror. There was only one mirror in the bedroom where he and his girlfriend were crouched down on the floor. And after mirror was spelled out, Darren hears a scream coming from his girlfriend's seven-year-old niece who was watching them with another young friend a few feet away. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's let the kids watch us get demons in the house. What Mm -hmm. the fuck? 
Darren looks up at the mirror above the kids and sees a pair no. of dark eyes no. staring back at him from inside the mirror. No, I'm not sleeping tonight. His girlfriend sees the eyes as well. He says that the four of them were so freaked out they ran out of the house and into almost three feet of fresh snow that had fallen that night in the front yard, not knowing what to do, frozen in terror. And then, for Darren's girlfriend, her new terror suddenly turns to fascination. Oh, great. She couldn't believe they'd really contacted something. It excited her. She wanted to contact it again. Oh, she's a dumbass, too. The next... Well, she's with Darren. Oh. The next day, she drives 40 miles to purchase a new glow-in-the-dark Ouija board for them to play in the dark <laughs> that night. I don't know why that's funny. A glow-in-the-dark Ouija board? I know. And, of course, Zozo immediately comes forth, even though this time Darren's not playing. This is going to piss you off. His girlfriend's nieces are playing now. What the fuck, yeah. you guys? I think it's crazy. If this is true, that is so stupid. Uh, I'm definitely not convinced, totally convinced, that a, D- a Ouija board can even contact demons. But even in my most skeptical moments, I would never sit around and watch our kids play it or let them play it. No. Uh, I. And, and after, if all of the things that had happened supposedly to Darren had happened to me, no way is any kid around me going to play with the Ouija board. So again, don't be a Darren. <sighs> Darren says that his girlfriend's nieces are using the planchette, and it was starting to write out messages, and then he decides he wants to figure out if they're just making it up, like making it move on its own, or if they've really contacted something. To test this, he secretly writes down a color on a small piece of paper, crumples it up so no one can see what he'd written, and then he asks the girls to ask the board if the spirit they'd contacted knew which color he had written down. And the planchette quickly scoots over to the word, yes. And then it spells out the word, Blue. Oh my god, that's the color I was thinking in my head. Uh, and then chills run down Darren's spine. He gives the crumpled up paper to his girlfriend who uncrumples it, and of course, the color he had written down was blue. Uh. To make sure this just wasn't a coincidence, Darren repeats this multiple times. He claims that whatever spirit was speaking to them through the board knew what color he'd written on the paper every single time. He moves on to drawing shapes. The board continues to know exactly which shape he's drawn. Something was talking to them. It never revealed itself this time to be Zozo, but but Darren thinks that's exactly who it was. It was just playing nice that night. Another night, Darren and his girlfriend asked the board if Zozo was there and if Zozo will show itself. The planchette spells yes. Oh my God. And tells Darren to turn out the lights and then take a picture above the board. He does, and he claims when he looks at the photo on his phone, in the upper left-hand corner of the picture, you can plainly see winged skeletons flying about. He says that towards the middle of the board, you can make out a few hideous faces. He says he sent this photo to several photograph experts. They have all said they cannot explain the images. Was one of those skeletons supposed to be Zozo? Or are the faces the faces of souls Zozo has damned? Darren claims to have finally stopped trying to contact Zozo. Helping him make this decision was reading numerous other posts of others contacting the same entity with some people claiming to have witnessed cases of demonic possession attributed to contacting Zozo. Darren now feels it is his duty to warn people to steer clear of any Ouija board the moment Zozo presents itself. He recommends that you immediately close the Ouija board session, cleanse the house, and then never, never, ever try to contact it again. He says you do not know what you are dealing with. How about you just tell people not to fucking play with Ouija boards? <laughs> I know. They're not toys. Right, right. And, that's, and he, there's uh, references to that in the story as well. Is Milton Bradley still selling Ouija boards? Uh, I believe, yeah. Is it Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers? Yeah, I yes. I it was MB. I just, before we go further. Mm-hmm. You have to do some cleansing? I just, I have some holy water have here. Some, <laughs> that one freaked you out in moments. And, while, while you're doing that. I just, don't you want some? 
No, I'm I'm okay. I, would you, while you're doing that, Zozo told me I'm not supposed to touch that stuff. Uh, there's a let's get some photos up here. I don't know this, what you're supposed to do with after, after you make the sign of the cross. <laughs> this first this first one, this is a, an old copy of that Dictionnaire Infernal. Oh, yeah. So the book where he's first mentioned. The Infernal Dictionary. Mm-hmm. And then this next one, I mean, this is pretty – you can get this on Amazon for $49.95. It is a very demonic-looking Ouija board. Yeah, why is the – well, it all looks correct ah. uh, except for the – Upside-down crosses. Those oh, yeah, I didn't now. catch that. Yeah. I was just looking at the – Demon face in the the little thing in the skeletal. middle. Skeletal. Uh, if you want to go further, there's a scarier Ouija board that it gets handmade in Italy, 300 euros on Etsy. It's made out of fir wood, stained with natural oils and uh, quinine, pine resin. I mean, that thing looks. Dude, that planchette. That's a hardcore planchette. Oh. It looks like a face. It I, does. I do not fucking like that at all. Next picture. What if I was playing that in the dark in our basement by myself, naked? You never would, so I'm not even worried. Okay. Uh, <laughs> true. Fair enough. If, if if that is true, then when I come down there, you're also going to be wearing like crystals and like it's going to be you. You will I've have gone it. so fucking it. far, unless maybe you're on like some sort of fun drug. Okay. Okay. And then this last one is an artist depiction of Zozo. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Oh my god. What if you saw that face at night? I, I'm not looking at that again because I'm already afraid to go in our bedroom now because all I can think about oh, is God. the mirror. And when we get home this oh, afternoon, great. we are covering the mirror. Oh, great. Do you remember when I used to cover I, the mirror? Yes. Okay. Well, we're back to that. All right. You did it. I told you <sighs> nothing with mirrors. I fucking told you. You did. I did. Okay. That's all the pictures. Okay. Okay. While I think there is the... I'm not doing it. While I think that there is the distinct possibility... Yeah. What are you What's going at? on over there? There's something weird going on. Okay. Are you being serious? I, I was being serious. I thought I thought like the picture was changing. I don't know what's going on. Was the picture up there? I don't know. I just thought I saw something. No, I'm not joking. I, I don't. I don't know. I thought Joe was messing with me. Do you want some holy water? No, I'm okay. Right, I'm okay right now. Do you want some crystal <laughs> no. cleansing spray? No. Okay, dude. Do you want a cross? Mm-mm. Or an amulet? Oh no, I don't even have my little squishy guy. Oh no, it took your squishy. No, he fell under the desk uh, last time we were in here, and I forgot to get him back. Oh, geez. Can you get him? I did. I, I, I'll, oh, get him. I'll get him while, you, while you, you take over. You have good dexterity. <laughs> um, okay. While there is the distinct possibility on one hand, right? Like, And I'm just going to disclaimer. Yeah. We always say on the show, like, you have to suspend Disbelief. reason, right? Mm-hmm. You have to completely be willing to, like, go down a different path. Yeah. That thought aside, Darren might just be a fucking idiot who's completely full of shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because there, there is always that possibility always that as possibility. well. And I'm just like, ah, is he really that dumb that he kept busting out that Ouija board? I kept thinking time about that. Time after time after time. Specifically after right. his daughter is in danger twice. And then supposedly, like, the mother of his child, so a woman right. he loves, she's in danger. And you're just like, oh, let's fucking get it out and play again? Like, are yeah. you insane? I was having a problem with that, too. But then I was just thinking about how dumb some people are in every other aspect of their lives. Yeah. Where there's like, I feel like everyone at least has, like, a relative in their family. Like, dude, how, why the fuck? Would you go out drinking and driving again after your sixth DUI? What are you doing? Right. Or, or like okay. with your kids where it's like CPS is watching you. Right. And you're still going to sneak out to party like you dumb piece of shit. Like people do dumb things all of the time because like, well, I just want to do what I want to do. Right. Because no one's going no to tell me what to do. Right. So Okay. So it doesn't sound like he's a good dad at all. Or a smart human being. And, and, and now, now just 
this poor guy, he's real. So I, I know I don't want to do this, but I'm like, who is this dude? Yeah. And I looked up pictures. And I'm like, oh, okay. You oh. look exactly like I think you were going to look. Okay. I have an image in my brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we have, we have a little uh, gas station that the crowd, I've, I've gone working some late nights near here and I've gone and seen like the 3 a.m. gas station crowd yeah. of people just like hanging out at the gas station at 3 a.m. And I'm like, oh, he would totally be one of those people. Probably telling his stories. <laughs> Probably. Probably so. he went to the gas station to get away from the demons in his house. Mm-hmm. But, but, but again, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, that doesn't mean it didn't happen if we're going right. to go down this road right. of, again, suspending disbelief. It's like, yeah, there's no rule that's. Says you have to be like a a, a Harvard, like a, like a you know a graduate or like a Rhodes Scholar, right? With your shit together to have one of these experiences. No, no. In fact, I'd love to hear a story from a Rhodes Scholar that this happened because that would really fuck me up, right? Because to right. me, that was probably somebody who's incredibly analytical. Mm-hmm. And if they can believe it, or something happens to them, we are all fucked. I, I do wonder about that, but then I also think that there would be more pressure. Like, like the more prestigious your career is in a very like analytical way, mm-hmm. the more you could look like a jackass in front of your peers mm. if you claim something happened. Right. Like, like if you're hanging out with a, th- <laughs> again, not to be a dick, but if you're hanging out with the 3 a.m. gas station crowd, mm-hmm. no one's gonna be like, oh, it's not hanging around Darren anymore. Yeah. He's too weird. It's too much. No, they're gonna be like, fuck what, dude? What do you say, bro? You know, it's like, so like how, how's he talking? What do you say, bro? What do you do I have broccoli in my teeth? You don't. But if you're but if you're bringing that up at like a faculty meeting at Harvard, they're not going to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, you get it. I want to be at a Harvard faculty meeting with like, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> Just where anybody says fuck yeah or bro. Oh, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a, so, yeah. So there's that. There's that. Okay. All that aside, if this happened. Right. Fucking Zozo is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find other Zozo stories? Or like, are we going to talk about Zozo again? Uh, we could, yes. There, there are other uh, stories. I, 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 I just stuck to this one for today because yeah. I don't want to burn them all. Yeah. So Zozo could come back. Now, when we, when you were telling your story, mm-hmm. I definitely saw like a weird. Oh yeah, you saw something behind me. Yeah, and <sighs> sometimes it's hard to tell because this studio is shadowy, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we've created it, created it as yeah, such. Yeah, to, to be creepy. Yeah. So it could have just been you, mm-hmm. or your book. Or, right. but th- saw something. I saw movement behind you, and I did not I a, care for that. I had a weird little like light reflection thing. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from because nothing really changed in here. It was on. And what's weird is I only noticed it during the Zozo story, and it stayed on the whatever was the right page in the little book I was looking at. And I I didn't want to stop the story, but I was like, what is open, that? Open the book back up and see if that little light thing is still there. You know what? Maybe it was coming off my glasses. Put your glasses back on. It's not. Okay, so you keep talking while I get my glasses on. Oh my God. This is how the ghost hunting begins. This is Dan's first experience where he's going to be like, holy shit, it's real. Mm, Oh, it did come back, but it's not from my... Hold on. Nope, it's not from my glasses. We'll have to figure it out later. We'll have to figure it out later because it's Uh. not... It's, I don't I don't I can't tell where it's bouncing off. Maybe it's off just of. a candle behind you. It might be. It might be. Okay. Maybe it's from this light bouncing off of the demon face behind you onto the the thing in the jar. Yeah, maybe. Oof. Oof. You want to move on from Zozo with some yeah. s- some scary tales of your own? Yeah. Uh as I mentioned previously, mm-hmm. Dan. Yes. These are stories about kids. Oh, but I wanted to tell you something before we sure. dive in. Sure. Dan and I took our family to LA for a little uh, New Year's break. We used to live in LA, so it was nice to go back and see friends. And we were at this Japanese dollar store. Mm-hmm. 
called Daiso and I love it in little Nagasaki. Yeah. And I bought them thing for additional protection and I've been wearing it today. Oh, <laughs> okay. Monroe and I were peeing our pants in the store, uh-huh. a geranium ring okay. for geranium power. Oh, I have literally this. no idea what this is for. Yeah, I have ger- no idea what geranium it's about. Power. Uh, I tried, I, I did some Google searches and basically it sounds like it's good for like diseases. Okay. You know, like arthritis, it gives you energy, but then also it gives you some sort of ionic powers or something. Did I mention that, that Zozo is really attracted to geraniums? <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's geraniums like the flower. It was talking about it being um, some kind of um, conductor of metal. I don't know anything about geranium. I don't know either, but I just Flower thought, or otherwise. We were going to buy you one as well, but... <laughs> I just, I love the picture on it and I just love that it says double the power with geranium and titanium. Geranium power. Gosh. It was a dollar. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's not going to be for sale for a lot longer. I feel like that was like somebody went big. Somebody went, somebody went hard on geranium power. I got to tell you. And it didn't take and that's why it's at the dollar store now. In, in my Googling, there's like nice bracelets now with geranium in them. And you know, I will say that like, you know, other cultures do. Sounds like a made up thing. I mean, I'm sure it's not, but it's, it's not, it's the flower. Uh, again, I don't think they're talking about the flower. Right. So what other kind of geranium? I don't, I don't know, know. Some sort of like know. metal or something. Maybe. I don't know. But I just want to tell you that, you know, sometimes we're, we're late to the party over here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. All right. So, so anyways, I was telling you, I wanted to do a little kid theme because yeah. I think that kids are the most in tune. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. these stories freaked me out and I want you to know that I did not sleep well last night as a result. Okay. Because once again, I did these stories in our house. Like I fucking said I wouldn't do. And I did. And it's awful for me. And I have right. to stop, stop doing, doing that. that. Yeah. I know. I got to stop being a fucking Darren. Stop. Don't doing, be a Darren. Stop doing dumb shit, Darren. Okay. So this is a quick little one just to get us ready from our fan, Kim. Hello. My story isn't super exciting, but definitely very creepy. In 2009, my husband and I moved into a very old house, which is how it always begins. Mm -hmm. It had always had a very creepy and weird vibe. There was this unfinished basement with an old canning stove and water pump along the darkest, spookiest crawl space you've ever seen. Okay. I figured that was just the normal atmosphere with an old house. So fast forward to the end of 2016, my son was almost two and quite the articulate little guy. One evening, I had put him to bed, and then I could hear him kind of jabbering over the baby monitor. Now, side note, I have those old walkie-talkie style monitors Mm -hmm. because I'm too neurotic for the video monitor. I swear I can hear someone in the room, so I stomped down the hallway to tell him to get into bed, and then I said, who are you talking to? And he giggles and says, that lady. Uh. Not scary at all. A few weeks later, my niece stayed the night, and in the middle of the night, she got into bed with me because my husband was gone. I figured she was just being a little chicken because even as an adult now, she still is. <laughs> the next morning, I was teasing her about getting into bed with me, and she informed me that she had heard something in the living room. And then after she got out, got into bed with me, she saw a shadowy figure standing in my doorway looking at us. So fuck no. That's, yeah. And then at the beginning of 2016... My son woke up screaming. I ran into his room and it was cold, like Uh, heavy and oppressive. I asked what was wrong and he told me, the mean lady won't stop looking at me. She's standing over my bed. 
I looked into the corner he was referring to and I could see a silhouette. I immediately contacted my friend who's a medium and she did a reading and informed me that there was definitely something in my house. We weren't sure if it was malevolent or not, but it took me a while to let my son sleep in his own room again. A couple weeks after that incident, I found out that I was pregnant. That was when I caught a glimpse of the woman. She was dressed very old-fashioned with her hair in a high, tight bun. She had a very stern energy, but she didn't make me feel scared. One night again, my son woke up screaming, and he was screaming about her. I was at that point in my pregnancy where I was sick around the clock. I was tired, and I was fucking over it. Like a crazy person, I yelled, We are done with this, you old bitch! Get the fuck out of my house! The energy in the room immediately changed, my son settled down, and we never saw her again. What? That was not how I expected that to go. We moved a few months after that, and I saged the shit out of my new house regularly. But my brother rents our old house, Uh... and after moving in, he told me his son was scared of a lady in his room. My God. Nope. Not my problem, buddy. You can keep her. Thanks for reading this long-winded story that my husband says is my overactive imagination. (laughs) Love the podcast. Your dynamic as a couple is so enjoyable to hear. Cannot wait for what's to come. Stay spooky, Kim. Aw, thanks, Kim. Well, you spooked me. Yeah. I got got some serious goosebumps on that. Uh, I I was surprised, man, whenever people, like, challenge it, like, you know, like, get aggressive with these things. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, don't do that. You're just going to piss it off. No, you're telling it to leave. That's part of the process. If you want it to leave, you have to tell it to leave. You have to tell it to go. If you think that it's Why was this going to leave then? Why is is he going to listen to you? Because spirits are generally just like lost. Mm. They're not not necessarily like- It's a demon. It backfires on you. Well, even when there's like naughty spirits, why is that candle burning like there's like wind on it? Zozo's breathing on it. Those candles are both going a little too crazy for my liking right now. Yeek. Are you ready for one more? Mm-hmm. That one, I, yeah, that one really got me. Well, be prepared to get got some uh-huh. more. Do you remember a few weeks ago when we were in Tacoma? Yeah. And that awesome couple came. <gasps> oh, yeah. And that awesome couple came through the line to tell us yeah, about the yeah. Twinkle grandparents. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the story. I've got the story. Sweet. Okay, I'm really excited okay. to hear this. So it's it's a little bit long. And for some reason, I gotta like, oh man, I gotta put my squeaky guy, my little <laughs> squishy guy, on top of that eyeball. Do you want a pair of socks? I have some nope, extra ones. No. But I do want to cover the eyeball because I feel like it's going to look at me. <laughs> I know that makes no sense. You can just move the book in its entirety. No. Okay. Dan has lost it. Okay. Okay. Do you want to move the book, babe? Nope. Okay. Okay. So this is actually super well written. Um, and I'm just going to read it as our, it's not edited. It's not cut down. Okay. Like, because sometimes they're really long and like, we just don't have enough time. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you verbatim, this is their story. Okay. 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 When it comes to scary stories and the paranormal, it's all fun and games until your toddler starts talking about their experiences. There's something truly unsettling about their sweet, innocent voice telling a simple story of unnatural events. One starts to question if it's just an overactive imagination or if something is truly trying to make contact. At least, this is how it felt when it came to our daughter and the Twinkle House. My husband and I married in 2010, We had our first son a year after we got married, and our second son was born the following year. In 2012, we found a cute little house in Tacoma. It was built in the early 1900s, and it was the perfect house for us. My husband, Matt, was working nights in a restaurant and was on call for a funeral home. 
This left me home alone with the boys in this new, unfamiliar house. I learned very quickly that old houses make a lot of inexplicable noises, especially at night. Occasionally, I would hear a noise that sounded like someone walking around upstairs where the kids slept. I would go up to check on them, and what was and what I thought was a toddler awake, but always found snoring, sound asleep kids. Uh. There were a handful of times that I heard scratching on the wall, but I couldn't find anything. I would get spooked and call Matt and ask him when the hell he'd be home. He would nicely tell me to stop being crazy and that the house is just old and creaks. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I got used to the noises, but I still, to this day, go and check to see if the kids are sleeping when I hear footsteps upstairs. They're always sleeping. A year after we moved in, we welcomed our sweet and possibly demonic daughter into the world. Having two older brothers, she became rough, tough, and kind of destructive. (laughs) We have a little nook in our kitchen, and when we bought the house, there was a small hole in the wall back there. When she learned to crawl, she would often we would often find her scooting over to that back wall of, and to the hole. She was obsessed with that spot. Mm-hmm. When she could stand and pull herself up, she would stick her hands inside the hole. This was a daily occurrence. Not only was she obsessed with that hole, but then she started to make the hole bigger. Fast forward a few months to around a year and a half of age, and she started talking to me, uh, started asking me to take her to the Twinkle House. Uh huh. I thought she was just being playful and cute, and I would play along and say things like, okay, how do we get there? <laughs> My response always left her frustrated, and she would point to the wall. Not, anyone in, not, any wall in, in, not any wall in specific. And she would say in her condescending toddler voice, it's right there. Right. She would often talk about the Twinkle House and how she needed to go there to be with her Twinkle grandparents. Oh, my God. Her twinkle grandpa was abusive, and my baby girl started telling horrible stories about him daily. She would casually tell me how he would try and hit and scratch her and always yell at her. Twinkle grandma was always the punching bag, especially when she was nice to my daughter. As time went on, twinkle grandpa would hit, bite, scratch, scream, and pull twinkle grandma's hair. One particularly horrifying story was about twinkle grandpa tying Twinkle Grandma up and dragging her behind his car. Jesus. I never knew what to do about these stories. I would just stare in disbelief at my daughter and nod while wide-eyed. I knew she wasn't witnessing any behavior like this. She was at home with me all day, and we live a very uneventful life. This is also about the same time she got really destructive. She started putting holes in her bedroom walls. They started small, but she would pick at them until they were fairly large. She would justify it by saying, I want to go to the Twinkle House. Her conversations were constantly about her Twinkle grandparents. Jeez. She would tell everyone she met about them, leaving me to try and explain that she wasn't talking about real people. One day, after she told me about more abuse that Twinkle Grandpa was doing to Grandma, I asked her if she was ever scared of him. She told me, it's kind of creepy, but not scary. Twinkle Grandpa gets mad at me, but he can't hurt me for real. He can only try. One night, when I was putting her to bed, she told me her walls talk to her at night, and they tell her, come into the walls, my kitty. Oh, my God. They would also tell her if we were asleep or not. Of course, I didn't get any of this on camera when she first said it, but I ran downstairs for my phone and asked her to repeat what she had said. One day, we were at my parents, and one of their friends had come over to visit. My daughter had never met this woman, but the first thing out of her mouth was, 
You look like my twinkle grandma. I shot my mom the what the fuck look and just awkwardly smiled at her friend. That was the first time we had any sort of description other than the violence. When she was three, she came downstairs upset and crying, telling me that Twinkle Grandpa and Grandma were mad at her and were going to leave her soon because she won't come into the walls with them. That exact moment was when everything fell into place. She had spent pretty much her entire three years of life trying to get into the walls, hammering giant holes in her bedroom, sticking her arms into holes, desperately trying to reach another realm and or entity as they were obsessed with my toddler. And now she was heartbroken because they were no longer interested in her. Uh. Now almost six, and she hasn't heard from them since that day. She doesn't talk about Weird. them. I know. She doesn't talk about them unless we bring them up, and she corrects us on the details. When I was asking her for some help with this letter, she reminded me towards the end of this experience that there was a third person. I had forgotten about Twinkle Baby. Twinkle Baby didn't go back into the walls with the grandparents because Twinkle Baby went into her doll, a doll we got from an ER visit back then. The doll is kind of creepy looking, and she still calls it Twinkle Baby. Oh my God. I don't think this doll is haunted. I've never seen anything weird happen with it. She does often hide this doll, though, so it took me forever to find it so I could attach a picture, which we'll show at the end. As I said, we haven't heard from Twinkle House in years, but I will say that not one of my four kids is willing to be upstairs in their rooms alone. They are all fine being up there in general, but they freak out if they don't have someone with them. Matt has never cared. uh, I'm sorry. Matt has never been much of a believer in this stuff and never really Mm -hmm. cared. He believes that as long as he isn't scared of it, it couldn't get him. But things changed when you read the story of the hat man. The part Uh about telling the mom soon, very soon, and then it going after her son really got to him. He realized that this isn't just about him. These things can go after our kids, and they're not always interested in us. Uh. Recently, we did have an incident. It took place when we had some friends over and were joking about paranormal-type stories. We laughed and poked fun about our daughter's story. Our friends shared some of their own stories, and we all had a fun night. Until something woke me up in the middle of the night. I thought Matt was kicking my legs. I was super annoyed and pushed my feet back to where they were because I wasn't in his space. Then my legs were shoved to the side of the bed and the blanket was taken off my feet as if someone had stood at the foot of my bed and pulled it. I sat up and asked Matt why he did that but knew there was no way it was him because he looked at me and said, you felt that too? I didn't want to acknowledge it so I rolled over and attempted to go back to sleep. In the morning, Matt told me he went right back to sleep after it happened. However, when he rolled over, he was facing our closet, a closet that doesn't have doors on it. And he said he saw a shadowy figure Uh. go into it before he closed his eyes. This was the first time he had ever experienced anything like this. And I still can't believe he went back to sleep. We are careful now to, to not make light of their presence in our house. We own the house. It was such a good deal that moving is not an option. We just try not to piss off whatever it shares, whatever shares a home with us. I've attached a few pictures. Feel free to use them on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. And I think it's Kayla. She has a different spelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt, Matt and Kayla. That sounds, Matt and that, Kayla. Sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. And then she just says, P.S. When I was writing this, Facebook was showing me one of my old memories. Shortly after we moved into our house, my oldest started to freak out about the scary monsters in our house. Ironically, he was the same age as my daughter when she started talking about the Twinkle grandparents. Even more interesting is that is when I got pregnant with her. So her son is like 
experiencing something and then she gets pregnant and then the daughter comes out and at the same when she flash you know moves up in age to yeah. whatever three or four yeah she starts weird yeah weird super weird so joe ah. that is fucking twinkle Yeek. baby i don't know what hospital is giving out that doll that doll is fucking creepy that face is fucking creepy it is fucking creepy and there's twinkle baby twinkle baby is inside of that or something oh my god that's pretty creepy but to end on a positive note joe will show us a very happy well-adjusted sweet little girl come on Aww, she's so cute she's so cute yeah she doesn't seem possessed or anything <laughs> she doesn't she's super cute she's adorable <laughs> so thanks matt and kayla <sighs> yeah that Woo! that's right so Anybody who's following me on Instagram knows that we are in the middle of a project in our house, a very delayed project. Mm -hmm. Our closet doesn't have any doors on it right now. Right. Fucking sleeping last night was brutal. Yeah, just thinking about, oh my gosh. So between, I'm going to be so fucked tonight, I'm going to have to sleep on my back, which I don't even know if I can do. One direction, mirror. Other direction, closet Mm -hmm. doors, or closet with no doors. I'll probably just have to lay on top of you. You get it. Mm-hmm. Southern? No? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna okay. Need, I was thinking I would need a lot of weed tonight. That's what I was <laughs> Maybe thinking. Maybe that too. Maybe that yeah. too. The kids were at their mom's this week. Weed it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Well, those were, those were good stories as always. Please keep sending those in. Yes, we love them. Thank Ooh, you. My story at scaredtodeathpodcast.com. For anything else other than the scary stories, you can email us at info at scaredtodeathpodcast.com. That's me. And check out the new store. Oh my God, it's really great. Check out the new store. Thanks for listening or watching Scared to Death, the Bad Magic Production. Thanks to the Bad Magic Productions team, Harmony Velikamp on social media, Joe Paisley producing and directing, Zach Flannery, part of the team as well. Thanks to Joe Paisley, Zach Cohen, Jeffrey Montoya for the sound beds. I love the sound beds, making the stories so much better. So rich. And thanks to Heather Rylander for taking over the My Story at ScaredToDeathPodcast.com emails. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you want to see those pictures. Yes. At Scared to Death Podcast. Uh, subscribe to Bad Magic Productions on YouTube if you want to watch the show. Uh, enjoy your nightmares, creeps and peepers. Uh, I, I was scared to death today. Were you scared? I got pretty scared. Got some serious goosebumps. Uh, hope you were scared to death as well. I have a question for you. Oh. Oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're just wrapping it up like it's just fucking over. Oh, I was going into the whole wrap up. I thought that was it. Okay, okay, okay. You wrap it up. You wrap it up. Well, I just wanted to know. Yeah. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Oh yeah, New Year's resolutions. I mean, that is the thing that people do at this time of year, Dan. I, I, know. I don't I don't know if you're aware, but I know I just forgot. You know what? I forget I talk, I'm on too many platforms. Because I've done I've talked about it on Time Suck and I was like, oh yeah, I haven't talked about it on Scared to Death yet. Well, here I, we are. Here we are. I um I am trying balance. Balance. Balance and efficiency. I'm trying to put out a lot of content between stand up, between oh, and by the way, I never talk about stand up at all here, but it's DanCummins.tv, the Toxic Thoughts Tour, going all over the country. Super fun. And sometimes I'm there, too. Sometimes Lindsay's there, so check that out. So that's fun. And you can find out by just following me on Instagram whether or not I'll be there. Perfect, perfect. Perfect. But, like, I'm not going anywhere in January. Yeah. Sorry, Sacramento. But and if February, yeah. I'll be in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. D.C. Washington, D.C. Do you guys know I've never been to Washington, D.C.? Oh, I didn't, I didn't even. I, I know. I wish that. that we had more time to, like, do stuff, but we don't. Because yeah, we'll quick. be coming from New York and then right back to get the kids. Right. I'll be in Huntington Beach kind of mm-hmm. we're bringing the kids so i probably won't be at i'll maybe be at like one show yeah but yeah, yeah. 
I'll, you, I'll be in Hawaii for sure. See you there. Yep. Yep. Going to all, all kinds of places. You can check out Spotify, Pandora, I mean, YouTube, whatever. There's tons of places, Amazon Prime, tons of places to find content I have. So if you like, if you want to watch a special, if you want to listen to a few albums to if, see what you're getting into. If if the sound of Dan's voice doesn't irritate you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you had to bring that up, but sure. Yeah. Well, I just, I thought maybe we should address it. I, d- <laughs> I doubt you're still listening to that's the case, but yes, there's that. And then it's resolutions. So I'm trying to put out a lot of content and also spend more time with the family and also work out again a, nice. a lot more consistently. So I'm trying to be much more efficient, get my rest, have balance. So I'm spending time with the family so I don't burn out. Please that's, don't burn out. That's my goal. And, and so far, I'm feeling really, really good about it. I know it's only a few days, yeah. but I'm excited to try and implement that. That's good. That's good because anybody who has come over from Time Suck knows how much, you know, this yeah. this show takes a lot of work, but mm-hmm. not the kind of work the Time Suck takes just because it's so research intensive. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of times last year that I was like texting a friend of ours. I was like, do you, what does a heart attack look like? Like, do you think he's going to be okay? Um, <laughs> I'm, feeling, so, I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling good now. Good. I'm, I'm happy. What, are, what are, I need you. Yep. Yeah, good. Good. I'm glad you need me. I do. I like you. <laughs> I'm like, glad. You're, you're a nice guy. Yay. Yay. Nice guy. <laughs> now, what is your resolution or resolutions? Resolutions. You know, the thing is, is that I actually feel like we've, we were so busy all the way mm-hmm. up to the end of the year. And because in our household, like, right, not right, wrong or indifferent, but I take on a more traditional role. So yeah. while I do work at our studio, yeah. uh, you know, I also like have to work from home a lot of times because I run the household. And so I just felt like we, we didn't have enough sex. Woo! I see where you're going. Cause you're never home. Oh, sorry. That, no, I was agreeing with you. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Bus cut. Um, but I, I was just thinking about this actually, uh, New Year's Day, I went for a run and I was thinking like, what are my resolutions? I was like, shit, we were so busy in the sense that like we hit Christmas and then we have like 20 something birthdays immediately in January, Mm -hmm. including our children's. So I was just like so wrapped up in like getting Christmas done and on Time Suck, we donate to charities and we had adopted five families. So I'd been shopping for the families. Yeah, you busy bee. And like, I just, I have not had that moment to just spend with myself so the only thing I know that I'm definitely working on in 2020 is boundaries. And just the thought that like okay. everything is not going to fall apart if I don't do it. Like if the kids don't get a special breakfast, oh, right. mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Everything yeah. doesn't have to be magical. No one's going to fucking die if I'm not able to to get a birthday present there on time. Right, and, right. Cut yourself some slack. Yeah. And I'm exercising that right like this it. week because it's like my mom's birthday, my favorite aunt's birthday, mm-hmm. our kids' birthdays. I'm like, you know what? Shit didn't get in the fucking mail. Guess what? You'll get it next week. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. I'm mm-hmm. going to be fine. Yep. So I'm, I'm being kinder I like to myself. It. Yeah. I like it. We'll see how long that lasts. You can remind me of this when I'm like, but it's St. Patrick's Day and I don't have green food coloring to make green eggs. <laughs> right, right. Because that is who I am. I know very much. You're very, you're very good at making things special for everybody, but that can come at a cost. It does. It does. Of just no matter what's because there's always something. Always. There's always some holiday. There's always some birthday. Yeah. There's always, you know, something. Well, and too, like now the age that we live in, mm-hmm. it's no longer like your kid's going to be to school and opening up their brown paper bag sack and getting like a, like a smiley face sandwich in their lunch. Right. right? And just being with their friends, being like, oh my God, your mom's so nice. Mm -hmm. It's not that. Now it's like Instagram, Facebook, all the social media platforms telling you, be special, do more. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's everywhere and you find yourself comparing and it's like, as a, I I think maybe men feel a different kind of pressure with what you see on social media. But like for what, for me, for what I see on social media is like, oh, I am fucking bombing at making life special for my kids. Yeah. 
even though I know that's not true. I know it's not true. And yeah, I know that yeah, my kids yeah. wouldn't even agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a real thing. There's been studies on that about how spending too much time on social media is basically always bad for you mm-hmm. if you're looking at it too much mm-hmm. because inevitably you will find somebody who appears and appears being the keyword totally. to be doing much better than you in a variety of ways in life and it feels like you can't measure up and yeah. people get super depressed about it. Yeah. I had a friend like last year or two years mm-hmm. ago, he just completely got off of social media because he mm-hmm. said that he felt like when he would talk to his friends yeah. or see them, they had nothing to talk about because oh, right. he had seen everything, everything they'd done. Yeah. So there was no like, oh my God, I went on this amazing trip and like, let me torch you with a four hour slideshow of me eating food through this mm-hmm. Italian countryside or like whatever right, it was. Right. You're like, oh, I already saw it. So anyways, what's new? And you're like, well, right. fucking nothing because you saw it all. And we're going to post more about this at, at Scared to Death Podcast, uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah. So happy new year. I would year. just be ridiculous there talking about, because you were telling a story about somebody saying that they were off of social media. And then I jumped into like, you should check that out on social media. And you didn't even go with it. <laughs> I didn't because I thought you were telling me to wrap it up. No, I was making it. I was trying to tell Dan. I was that making he, it JK. JK. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always trying to tell Dan, like people enjoy the end of the show where yeah. we, it's like a little... Look into our lives because yeah, yeah, we're never yeah, yeah. going to have a podcast where we just like sit and shoot the breeze. That's not right. But at the end, if you're still listening, you it's like, are. yeah, if you don't, if you don't want to listen to this part, you just could stop after a while back. Yeah. Right. So exactly. No, I'm not in a rush. That yeah. was, that was, I, I was trying to make eek, a joke on what you were doing there. Eek. I yeah. missed it. 2020 resolutions. Understand more of Dan's bad jokes. Oh, that felt backhanded. Ugh. Oh, eek. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so happy new year. Happy Dan, New Year. Happy we made New it year. through 2019. You did. It was a good year. Mm-hmm. We haven't even been together a whole decade. I know. Thank God. Thank what? 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 I, I meant like, thank God. Like, I hope we're together so many decades. Because mm-hmm. I love you so much. Thank you. You're my favorite grown up. Get that dick. Crystal butt plug. <laughs> Not for me, for you. Oh. For you. Oh my God. So, okay. So since we're like in like the behind the scenes after yeah. our show, I did get this email that I'm not going to share publicly like on any of our stories, but it was like last week or two weeks ago, Dan basically said that if a demon ever came into his life, like he would take a fucking crystal butt plug. Like it was some oh, preposterous. Oh, like yeah, just being ridiculous. Yeah. And I did get an email from someone <laughs> and they said... In their own hunt for a new butt plug, they found crystal butt plugs. They sent me a link. I have I have not taken the link because I'm very nervous about what I might see. Not that I'm a prude, but I'm like... It just sounds heavy with the crystal. Well, and sometimes like, these websites silicone. are quite graphic. Oh, yeah. And I can be like, okay, it's a little jarring. And we've been with the kids. I've heard of them. I've heard of those websites. Okay. Are they on the dark onion web? Oh, they're everywhere. Nice. Yeah. Get it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so they, and, but then my favorite part of the email was at the end, they were like, um, giving me tips about shopping for a butt plug, like make sure that like, I think they said it's like tulip or something at the end so that mm-hmm. like it doesn't. Oh, right. You want to get, <laughs> you want to end up in the ER. Right. So just, apparently, apparently that happens frequently. It was one of my favorite emails ever. It's a pretty sweet email. <laughs> it was pretty great. Not everybody gets a crystal butt plug email. Yeah. I was, I liked it. <laughs> I just was like, good for you. No shame. Yeah, yeah. No shame. Yeah. And not like Why? hiding their name, or nothing. Sure, I was like, sure. yeah, good. Good. Like in 2020, let's just have it all out on the goddamn ah, table. 2020, year of the crystal butt plugs. Yes. Just shove stuff up our butts this year. It's the year of butt plugs and <laughs> Darren. Oh, don't be a Darren. Don't be a Darren. That's, that is going to be my quote for 2020. Don't be a Darren. Oh, we could use that in future horror stories now. You know, <sighs> someone's acting really stupid. It's like, you fucking Darren. You fucking Darren. Dummy Darren. It makes me think of how we call him. I feel kind of bad. It's a real person. <laughs> 
Oh, Darren. Well, Darren, you, you well, know what? Don't. Darren, maybe Darren's going to learn a lesson now. I hope. I hope. Makes me think like, uh, what do we see? Zombieland with the kids? Like a Homer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ever since watched the movie called Momo Homer. <laughs> Poor kid. It's our daughter. Abuse. Yeah. But I think that's it. I mean, this was a lovely. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. So, so you said you your go. thank yous. So I said my thank yous. We can say goodbye now. Thank you for watching. Goodbye. Goodbye. Go get scared to death. If spirits threaten me in this place, fight water by water and fire by fire. Banish their souls into nothingness and remove their powers until the last trace. Let these evil beings flee through time and space. Evil may pass through but has no home here within the